don't watch any football this weekend. <laughs> okay, Brayden, apparently you disagree. Okay. Nobody should be stressed this weekend. We're not playing. Yo, yo, what's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, our captain, our quarterback, our tight end, our QB, I don't even know at this point, the Braden Weight Room. Willie Willis, and this is the podcast on the prairie. B. Hey. Uh, the intro, bro, is uh getting crazy nowadays. It's getting longer and longer, man. Bro, I I didn't feel any pressure doing our introductions last year or even up to this point, but now I feel like it's a focal point of the pod and you're right you said it last week it's getting out of hand <laughs> plain and simple like i i i yeah it's uh yeah i i don't know but i'm i'm it's a good thing though right i mean it is a good thing i think we would rather have this problem than not so not. i like the reactions from last week's episode so i was like let me throw it in um, for those of you that are wondering why I did that, uh, you're, that's like a thing they say up North. And I was like, you know what? I was just up there. Let me, let me throw that into the podcast, but man, bye week. Um, bro, yesterday was a day of service for the Sooners. What, mm-hmm. what, uh, what has this week been like for, you guys, other than it being cold outside, I see you got on your hoodie. It's like 67 degrees in the house that I'm in. Um, it's getting brick outside. Yeah, it's definitely cold, man. You know, if anybody knows me, I'm not a fan of the cold. Not not a big fan of the cold. I'd rather it be hot than cold. But, you know, it's about that time of the year. So, yeah, I just got to deal with it. I didn't back. But- long sleeves when i moved out here so i i'm gonna have to go buy some stuff but onward what were you about to say yeah i know you're cold wearing a short sleeve shirt <laughs> yeah before we get into the show this episode of the pod is presented by plain view legal group for the last couple of weeks you've heard us talk all about plain view legal and their expertise in property law and protecting land rights of the people of oklahoma well they are way more than even that plain view legal group also handles estate planning and probate from simple wills to providing undue influence. Additionally, their attorneys negotiate, draft, review, and litigate all kinds of commercial contracts for individuals and businesses across various industries throughout Oklahoma. Haley and Travis Dennis are kind of like dual-third quarterbacks. You know, they're cool, calm, and collected in very, very tricky situations. OU has produced dual-third quarterbacks like Kyler, Jay Hurts, and we could even throw in Baker. They also produce dual-third lawyers, Haley and Travis Dennis. They are both OU alums and have five degrees between them. To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com or give them a call at 405-310-0183. 
or even email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Big thanks to our presenting sponsor, Plainview Legal Group. Clarity when you need it. Please see show notes for disclaimer information. But anyways, you know, like you said, we were out there doing community services, you know, helping the community. I think that it was a great opportunity for us to serve the community. Like you said, like two podcasts ago, just to serve the community, get out there and cast the net over Norman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, the group that I was in, we were at, uh, it's called Rose Rock. It's like a hab- habitat for humanity type of thing. Right. And we were at a uh, single mother, She uh, her house. We were standing her fence. And we were building a play set for her, her, her daughter. So we, you know, we were out there, we're being productive. You know, I got on live a couple of times showing the progress. I think your boy did a great job on the fence. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I was, I was contributing and I was doing a little bit of supervising, but when we left, bro, man, that fence looked great. I tell bro, you what, I hopped on your live right before you got off. And it looked like you were doing a lot more supervising than actually working. So which one? The first one or the second one? I don't know. I, I wasn't keeping up. I just hopped on. Was it at like on. closer to like two ish or two thirty three? I think it was in the afternoon, maybe. If it was the first one, it's because we hadn't started yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 it was the first one then. All right. Yeah, we hadn't we hadn't started yet. We were opening up paint cans and mixing them around and well, I guess stain stainer cans. Is stainer, not paint, but you know, yeah. but yeah, we're mixing it up and you know, opening it up and getting the equipment ready, basically getting paint brushes and getting our rollers out and all things of that nature. But yeah, you know, I did a little bit of both. You know, I had to, you know, we had a freshman on the trip, Cedric, you know, yeah, he, his part of the fence wasn't up to par sometimes, <laughs> that was, it was 211, not 212. And uh, we have to go back over his part a couple times. But, hey, we got it done, man. And I, I will say that fence, it looked great, man. Look at you leading on and off the field, <laughs> making sure the freshmen are are doing what they're supposed to do. Sooner Nation, for this week's episode, after our introduction, I thought it would be nice to do something a little bit different. So for the one that you're about to listen to, I guess, yeah, because we've been all over the place this week, kind of. Um, I thought, or we thought, it would be a good idea to do a Where Are They Now segment. So coming up next, we have Rodney Anderson. We have Chance Sylvie, former defensive back Rodney, former running back. Their, interview, their interviews, we got another one next week. We got Dimitri Flowers coming up. So... Uh, those interviews are actually pretty long and we've had great conversations with go- those guys. So our introduction is going to be a little bit short. However, moving on to the rest of the podcast, Brayden, you had workouts this morning. How has this week been so far? What is the yeah, schedule it's like? It's been good. You know, like, you know, we, the only really wrench in the schedule that we've had is the service trip. Yeah. Um, other than that, and that was during the that was during the time we would normally have football practice. The only coach that was out there was Coach V, and he was in my group. So you know, we ended up going about an hour over time. But you know, that's nowhere here or there. But 
uh, all the other coaches were back at the facility coming with a great game blank game plan for Iowa State. You know, I think they have the best defense in the conference statistically. So other than that, it's been a pretty normal week. You know, we're just trying to get a jump ahead. We have to win the bye week. You know, we're in a competition versus ourselves, but we're also in a competition versus Iowa State to see who can have the best bye week. So we had a great practice on Monday. You know, we're getting a little film jump ahead on, you know, yesterday. And then today we're going to have a grinded out day. Tomorrow's a grinded out day. And then, you know, we're going to continue to get ahead on film. So that's nice. Well, while you were working out this morning, I was making sure that my beard looked good because I'm going to brunch here in a few. Oh, so. Yeah. Wow. Oh, also, bro. Mm. Whoever is doing you guys' pictures is doing a phenomenal job. Not only mm. at the game, but at the event yesterday. You know, I was looking at the photos. I'm like, man, these are so clear. I, I was looking at Chris. I could even see a pimple on his face. I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> bro needs to pop that. But except for when they caught Reed looking like this, <laughs> but it's not her there. I saw that, bro. One thing we haven't done in a while is. A upset pick of the week. I'm sitting here scrolling through ESPN trying to find the games because I didn't come prepared for the podcast. Apparently, I'm a terrible host right now, but let's <laughs> see. NCAA football on ESPN. Oh, Texas number 20 plays number 11, Oklahoma State. Um, a supposed rivalry. I don't I guess we can consider them a rivalry. And then an, another one we have Kansas State plays TCU. Kansas State is number 17, TCU is number 8. Bro, every year it's either Oklahoma's in the top 10 and the rest of the Big 12 isn't ranked or Oklahoma's not in it and the rest of the Big 12 is ranked. It's like either you take us and drop everybody else or drop us. <laughs> And bring everybody else along. But, however, getting to my actual pick, I'm going to go with. Oh, I was going to say Texas over Oklahoma State, but uh, we don't want Texas to ever win a game. So I'm going to actually go with Kansas State over TCU. Let's let's say that number 22, Deuce Vaughn, kills TCU's defense and. uh they make it to the top 10. What are you thinking? Mm. You know, I might have to go something different. Let's go Minnesota over Penn State. Minnesota over Penn? Let's okay. go Minnesota over Penn. Yeah. I'm looking at the games and I'm like, uh. I don't really have a favorite, but I I can respect that. I see that. It's Minnesota over Penn. Let's let's try that. They got an experienced quarterback. Yeah. They're running back. Has about 700 scrimmage yards, nine touchdowns. And last week, if you didn't see, their Penn State's one loss came from Michigan. Michigan ran the ball up and down the field on them boys. So, if Minnesota can run the ball efficiently, like Minnesota, or like Michigan did, uh, that would be my pick. What's crazy is I'm looking at the Michigan versus Penn State game, 
And I forgot that Michigan was ranked five and Penn State was actually ranked 10 when they lost mm-hmm. to Michigan. And they got beat by 30 and are still like 16. So I don't know. Maybe the polls are giving them more credit than what they deserve, but maybe it's because they lost to a ranked team that they didn't drop so far. But anyways, Sooner Nation, those are our picks. The picks are in. We got Minnesota over Penn State, and uh, I'm going with Kansas State over TCU. Coming up next are the interviews. For, so for Rodney's interview, Braden was busy and uh He's going to be with me, though, for Chance and Dimitri's coming up next week. So stay tuned in. Brayden, you got anything for the people before we move on? Uh, enjoy your off weekend, I guess. <laughs> All right, y'all. Stay tuned. In the last ad read for I-9 Sports, I talked about my favorite memory for uh, you sports, Jay. Curious to hear what yours is. Bro, when I was 12 years old, I went up to Cooperstown, New York, and I had a blast playing baseball. I was knocking home runs all outside the park. We love our sponsor, I-9 Sports, because they are giving kids in the Edmond, OKC area, UConn, Moore, and Norman these same memories. They offer basketball, volleyball, baseball, soccer, and even flag football. We know life as a parent gets crazy, and so does I-9 Sports. That's why they've made their leagues as convenient as possible. Practices and games are on the same day, so it's just a one-day commitment. Practice first, then gameplay. Leagues are seven weeks long, and kids' age groups vary from 3 to 14 years old. I-9 told us many of you have already signed your kids up for their leagues, which we love to hear. If you haven't already, you can sign your kid up at i9sports.com. And we have a special offer to our listeners. When you use promo code PRAIRIEPOD, that's P-R-A-I-R-I-E, POD, you get $10 off your registration. Thanks to I-9 Sports for their support of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, formerly number 24 on the field, six-round pick straight to Cincinnati, the light-skinned, the former Heisman nominee, my frat brother, the Rodney Anderson. Aya, aya. What's up, team? Welcome to the podcast. Yes, sir. Man, thanks for having me, bro. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, bro. I know you're a busy person. I know you have places to be. So <laughs> thank you. I'm grateful. Yeah. No worries. Bro. I I am busy, but I would rather I wouldn't rather be any other place than here right now. So yes, yes, bro. So man, where are they now? The segment we're doing, bro. I don't even know where to begin. It's been a while since Sooner Nation has really seen you. I don't know. Have you done any other interviews really here recently since you've been gone? Um, I've done a few things here and there, uh, radio and then, you know, just smaller things. But to be honest, I just kind of popped back into Norman in yeah. February and just kind of started working. So, <laughs> yeah, bro, did, did you pop? Yes. Yes, you did just pop back in. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. I just so happened to be in the facility one day and I was working out. And then I see this light skinned dude, big muscles, curly hair, walking down the hallway. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I know that guy. So literally I go chase Rod. I'm in the middle of working out and I go chase Rodney down. I'm like, bro, what are you doing here? He's like, uh, I think I'm kind of working here now. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I'll, I'll I'll tell you later, but it's nice to see you. And then, you know, Rodney had places to be. And I was just like, oh, okay. So uh, 
what what are you doing now at the school? What is what is your life like? Well, to, well, I guess we can just kind of back it up to uh <clears throat> to paint the picture. I just kind of I hung up the cleats this past December. You know, right. decided that I wanted to put my body first, and so uh, turned the page. And now we're in a new chapter. I just I kind of hit up some old coaches. Uh, you know, shout out to Coach Gundy, and um, he kind of got me connected with. Uh, Kelly Collier over at Sooner Sports Properties. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the multimedia rights holders. I guess we could say we are the multimedia rights holders for the University of Oklahoma. And that, that day I ran into you, I was literally just, like, I just showed up and like had a backpack and was just yeah. kind of shadowing and just seeing what this was all about and where I could kind of find my lane. And uh, long story short, uh, NIL just became more and more of a conversation. It obviously was not going away. And so uh, I kind of found my own little lane within Sooner Sports Properties um, uh, through NIL. So I do now I do all sponsored NIL deals for the university. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Going back to the beginning of what you said in terms (laughs) of hanging up the cleats. Can you talk more about what? what all went into that decision? Um, and first, also, can you talk about, like, your injury past? I'm not sure if uh, all of Sooner Nation knows exactly what all you've been through. Uh, been through a lot injury-wise. Um, I mean, we could go as far back as my freshman year here. Um, I, uh, that year, I broke my leg that year. Yeah. Next year, broke my neck. Uh, 2017, finally had a great season. Um, 2018 started as a great season, uh, and the team did end up doing great. Uh, but for me, I, uh, uh, I tore my ACL against UC, UCLA. Uh, that was the second game of the season, I believe. Yep. And, uh, so I kind of just declared for the draft pretty quickly after that. Um, got to the Bengals, ended up tearing my ACL two more times with them. And, uh, so, I guess that kind of fast forwards into 2021. I'm looking at another surgery, uh, a whole other year of rehab and just trying to make one more push at it. And then um, I was doing that, taking things slow, just taking my time. I didn't really know, I guess you could say, um, if I was going to make it a full comeback at that time. I was just doing my best and seeing what was going to happen. Right. Kind of letting God, God do all of that, the decision making for me. And then uh Fast forward to this past December, the end of 2021, uh, I just kind of, I was training and I made a cut and I didn't re-injure myself, but, you know, just kind of one of those like, you know, eye opening things, you know, I feel like I should focus on my family. At that point, I was engaged to Kate, my now wife, uh, you know, wanted to start things up with her and wanted to get the rest of my life going. I didn't want to be walking around with the cane forever or, yeah. you know, barely able to move when I'm, you know, a little bit older. So just decided to kind of, you know, bet on my body for, for a change and let it relax a little bit. And so took some time off. That was a tough decision. Um, to be honest, I kind of found myself in this little, um, this little rut, you know, like every football player is told to have a backup plan, but I, yeah. I'd venture to guess that not many football players have a backup plan <laughs> just because it takes a lot to to get to the league and it takes a lot to maintain your status in the league. And so, you know, there's not really a whole lot of time for thinking about anything else, but I did find myself in that position. And uh, I guess I have, you know, my family and 
the relationships I made here at OU to thank for, you know, supporting me through all of that. And eventually I landed back here at the university and, yep. you know, I'm just kind of getting my feet wet in the business world, trying to make some, uh, some extra money for these athletes. And, you know, it's, it's all working out. So I'm good. Yeah, man. To be able to walk away from the game on your own terms is something that every athlete dreams of in some way or form, whether it be going to the NFL or starting your own business or retiring <laughs> on your terms, getting into the Hall of Fame or or something where no matter in what space you transition to next, every athlete is like, I, I want to have control over when and where I proceed from here. And to be able to go through that adversity like you did and then, you know, feel that, that the, the little tweak in your leg and say like, yo, like I'm a bet on myself. And then, you know, I have all these things happen, bro. And to see you land on your feet here at the school is, is, is motivating for me personally, because I didn't have control over when and where I stepped away. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I just got cut and I'm still, you know, playing the waiting game, seeing if I can get a shot back you know, kind of transitioning into what could be next. And so to see you around, to see your face for Sooner Nation and see, hey, like, although things didn't work out, this guy's still working. Um, it makes me feel proud, you know. I, I, I haven't got a chance to tell you this, but I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. I apologize that I missed the wedding, bro. I had a lot going on. I was moving and. You missed a great wedding. I'm not going to lie. It was fire. It was a great Bro. wedding. I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to do it because I was here in Oklahoma. Um, for all our listeners, Rodney, you, you got married, what, early earlier this year in April, May? July. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was moving, and I'm like, um, I got to drive this U-Haul back from Oklahoma all the way to North Carolina. Should I drive down to Houston or Austin, Texas, where the wedding was, and then stay there and then get a hold. I was like, bro, like, that's just a lot. I had a lot going on. So hey, look, I, I understand uh, me and Kate made the move with the U-Haul truck from Cincinnati to Blanchard and there's no joke driving that U-Haul across the country. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I get it, dude. There's, you know, you had your own <laughs> things going on. I, I could feel the support, you know, from, uh, from Round Rock where we got, where we got married. So, you know, it's all bro, good. I was telling Alex, I was like, I was saying, do you know who we're about to interview? I was texting him earlier. I was like, I was trying to give him a quick breakdown. And he was like, yeah, you said Rodney. He did some research. And I was like, yeah, this kid was like a Heisman nominee in like five games. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, go do your research, bro. <laughs> you got to know who you're about to talk to. So Alex isn't Sooner born, but uh, he's definitely a Sooner fan now. And... um can you can you talk about what that time of life was back in 2017? Like, mm. I I remember it, but I honestly it's kind of vague because it was my first year. But bro, there's not too many people that go from because honestly the season was a slow start for you at the beginning, and then yes. towards the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what we played like K State one game, and then you go off, and next thing you know, you got like a thousand yards in like four games. Yeah, it was so. Gosh, dang. <laughs> 2017. So yeah, the year prior, 2016, I was coming off of my neck injury. And so mm -hmm. going into that next spring, 
um, leading into the 2017 season, uh, they were taking me, they were taking it slow, uh, yeah. reintroduced me back into spring ball. Um, I, I remember there was conversation on if I was even going to participate in that spring game because, you know, coming off of a broken neck, they didn't want me to take contact, you know, right away, which understandable, right. <laughs> like, you know, broken neck. So, um, I did end up participating in spring and I had a great summer. Um, and then, you know, I just, I don't, I don't really know what it was. I, I was doing my thing, just controlling what I control, uh, what I could control. And, you know, it, I just wasn't getting the playing time that I wanted at the beginning. Uh, I didn't, there were some games, I think against Baylor in 2017, like I literally didn't step on the field one time. Uh, and then, uh, who was it? Abdul Adams. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a starter that year. Trey Sermon was mm-hmm. backing him up. And then I yep. was running third string. And like I said, not getting much burn at all. And then going into Texas week, actually, uh, Abdul had, I think he, it was like a, it was a minor injury, like a hamstring or a, maybe he tweaked his ankle or something. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he had a little injury and so it was going to cause him to miss Texas. And so that bumped Trey up to the starter, bumped me into the second string. And then they, they ran Trey like series after series in the Texas game at the beginning. Yeah, I and remember uh, that. Coach Riley was like, yo, where's our, where's our second back? He needs a break. And I was like, I'm right here. And so <laughs> I went in. I think that it was that driver, the next one I scored. And so I just, I just kind of got in the rotation And then the next game was K-State. And at that point, like, I was just happy to be on the field, dude. Like, I just – I was just taking advantage of my opportunities. I had my head down. I was super laser focused. Wasn't really paying attention to anything but my responsibility. And then so fast forward to the end of the K-State game, like 40 – we got 14 seconds left, I think, 14, 15 seconds left in the game. We're tied up. And I wasn't – Again, like I was laser focused. I was in, and they called a run play. And you know, looking back on it now, they Coach Riley just wanted to square the ball up to kick the field goal and win. But in my head, I'm thinking, I'm on, I'm on the field. I need to take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. I'm laser focused, and so I take the ball. And I remember thinking, the way they're blocking this looks different. Like, <laughs> just it was weird. And so, um. A guy got through. I kind of bounced it out. Um, Marquise and I think it was Marquise Brown um, mm-hmm. filled the edge for me, and I got up this got up the sideline and ended up winning the winning the game for us. But I didn't even realize it that we had that much time left on the clock until I got to the sideline. I think Neville came up to me and was like, "Dude, you won it for us," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I had no. <laughs> And so uh, it's just funny to kind of look back on tape now. Like you can see Coach Riley like, stop, stop. And then I turn the corner and he's like, go, go. <laughs> so um, ever since then, uh, every game after that I started and uh, I did have a great season after that. So it was a lot of fun. Good Bro, good, good year. <laughs> your story is one of consistently overcoming adversity starting from your freshman year all the way to now. Literally, nearly a decade of getting injured, coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. And 
I thought it was interesting how you just described that moment in terms of not paying attention to the noise and being so focused on what you have in front of you that you didn't even know what was going on. And I like to take that and transition into what the Sooners are going through right now. They're Mm. four and three for the first time. There's a lot of noise. They're about to go into the SEC. And I think that it would be wonderful for them to just hear your story because, you know, as we get older, a lot of these young guys don't know that, hey, like, there's sooner greats that have, you know, they know they're sooner greats, but for them to hear from the actual person, bro, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, whether it be a career, whether it be a team, like, laser focus is what we need. So, you're there in the building every day. You're, I'm sure you see practice every now and then. I'm sure you've ran into BV and the staff a couple of times. What do you think about where we are as a football team right now? Um, to be honest with you, I feel like we're right where we need to be. You know, I, I do think that there's a lot of, I think they are laser focused and, you know, it's, it, there's a line, right? Like, you know, you have to be focused to a point. You still have to be aware of your situation and where you're at. But you're right. right. You do have to cut out a lot of that. You have to be focused on what you can control, uh, focused on your assignment, um, what the coaches are telling you. And, you know, it's a brand new program. You know, the brand new coaching staff on both sides of the ball, brand new schemes on both sides of the ball, um, brand new support staff, you know, a lot of changes going on. And I think that we're handling it as good as any team would be expected to handle it. And so um, all that to say, I have a tremendous amount of faith in BV. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of faith in the program that he's running, the program that he's currently uh, building up the way that he wants it. Um, I have faith in how he's recruiting. Uh, You know, we actually do interact uh, quite a bit uh, with the football, obviously, you know, being being Oklahoma and, you know, seeing – the things that he's brought to the program, like Soul Mission, um, it's really, I really feel like he's transforming Oklahoma and getting us ready to make that jump into the SEC. And, you know, I, I'm i just not worried. You know, I, anytime you bring in a new coach, usually it's just one side of the ball that they're changing. You know, here we're changing both sides of the ball, and I think it's for the better on both sides of the ball. And, I just got, I got faith. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that sees a four and three season and is like, oh, it's, we're done. It's over. Uh, what yeah. are we ever going to do now? Like, no, it's, I'm riding for my team. I have faith and I like what BV's doing and I feel like it's going to work out for us in the long run. So. You are definitely one of those guys that understand what it's like to be down and make a huge comeback. So I'm pretty sure Sooner Nation can respect your opinion. Rod. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to share with the people before we let you go? Hmm. Um. Any shout out? Uh, shout out to Kate. I haven't seen Kate in a while. So. Yeah, no, for real. Shout out to Kate. Um, that's my boo. Uh, you know, she's been with me from the jump since I since 
I started all these injuries. Um, she's yeah. been with me by my side through it all. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, before, yeah, can we talk about that? Can we talk about how you met Kate and how y'all got married? Because I, I think that's probably the most important topic of conversation that we need to have. Because it is. It's a um, so in 2016, we met, uh, and I was actually, I so when I broke my neck, I didn't have to have surgery uh, just because of the way the break was, but. I was in this neck brace for like, like damn near the whole season, dude. Like, like three months at least in that neck brace, and so like I couldn't. It was just super unattractive. Um, <laughs> all that to say, though, you know, I was in the training room a lot, obviously, and that's where Kate worked. Kate was a athletic trainer for the football team, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I saw her every day. She gave me rides to class, um, and then so like that that relationship kind of formed. And then uh, I ran into her uh, at a function outside of, you know, campus. And, uh, you know, we hit off a conversation. Next thing you know, we're hanging out. And, you know, like at, like I said, I broke my leg the year before, my neck that year, and currently in a neck brace. And so, you know, we really formed that genuine bond. It wasn't any cleat chasing type of thing. You know, we just really hit it off with each other. and um yeah we our whole relationship so like you know there's not there's a rule they all they tell us at the beginning of every season you know leave those trainers alone they're for the they're here to help they're not here for you know anything else and yeah you know i had that i had that bond with kate and so we were dating uh for a whole year all the way through the 2017 season um and we couldn't we couldn't tell anybody about it it was kind of under wrap just i remember that i remember first getting there and finding out about that and you were like bro you can't tell anybody i was like okay like i just got here i don't know who i'm supposed to tell because like i i nothing would have happened to me but i didn't want her to lose her job and so you know i I, you know i wanted her to keep her job they were you know she she liked what she was doing and so uh, we kept it under wraps and then uh she ended up changing her major a year later uh to a business major and so she stopped doing athletic training and then we were able to kind of go on uh, with our relationship. I ended up proposing to her almost exactly a year ago. It was uh, October 16th last year um, in the stadium during TC during the TCU game. And then a short time later in July 8th, that, that next year we got married. This year. Roddy, Rod. yeah. The man himself. What a beautiful story. <laughs> bro thank you for coming on to the podcast i know sooner nation is appreciative for not only what all you have done for ou football but what you're going to continue to do so make sure that we continue to be on the up and up on these nil deals and not lose kids to a&m and uh texas and well what i yeah. can say about that is that <laughs> No, nah, officially, like officially from me, at OU we have solid NIL deals being done, real money being trans like transacted to the players, um, and it's in their accounts. I can guarantee deals and money being paid to the players. Real money. I don't know that a lot of other universities can say the same thing. So, I don't know. 
not Monopoly money, not McDonald's money. It's not Monopoly money. money. It's not fake. It's not credit. It's not Bitcoin. It's cash. Yeah. In their accounts. Yeah. In the <laughs> Yes, sir. Roddy Rod, thank you for coming on to the pod. That is all the time we have left. Uh, sorry, bro. I forgot to tell you. Braden could not come on this morning because he's busy doing community service and working out and staying in the weight room. Yeah, no, nah, I already know. He's he's tied up, busy man, middle of the season, all good. All right, bro. Braden, have you noticed how expensive everything is these days? I have. It's pretty crazy, but good thing we're getting paid big bucks from the podcast. Wait, hold on. You getting paid? No, no, that was definitely a joke. Bro, hold on, Alex. Well, anyways, everything seems more expensive these days, and home prices and rates are no exception. Homes, however, retain their value. So while home ownership may seem expensive, not building your equity will cost you even more. Get your own home equity now. Where Properties Group helps buyers just like you get the most home for their money. Phil and Thaline Webb at Where Properties Group are waiting to hear from you. The team is ready to get you the best deal possible on the home that's right for you. Call now at 405-322-5632, and they will be happy to send you a list of available homes. And since we're talking about saving money, let the McDaniel Mortgage Group help you cut back on mortgage rates. Call Matt with the McDaniel Mortgage Group at 214-435-1988 or visit www.appwithmatt.com. With two T's.com to get pre qualified today. All right, back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our second guest on this week's episode, formerly number 28 on the field, hailing from Shreveport, Louisiana, my frat brother, Chance Sylvie. Sylvie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you. We know that time is valuable. Like, we had Rodney on this morning, Brandon had to go to practice class and all that mr student athlete over here chance be working 25 7 8 days a week like we here now though man facts facts man i appreciate <laughs> you having me on though man i've been watching the podcast i'll be seeing y'all y'all be doing big things podcast on the prairie i'll be seeing y'all bro it's blessed to be on here and i appreciate it i feel left out man i don't got the shirt like y'all man where my shirt at Hey, <laughs> where my shirt at? Hey, hey, hey! For for our listeners on on podcast and uh, Spotify, these chance got me a a nice one mindset there. shirt. That's his foundation. The, I ain't gonna lie, these shirts fire. We gonna have to get you one because it's fire though. I ain't gonna lie. We, we, we'll you one. I got you, B Will. I need one of them. I got you. Hey. Okay, I got you. The brown low-key got my tattoos looking far. I ain't even going to cap. <laughs> A lot. It looked good, man. Yes. Hey. <laughs> I, might, I might pull a wife with this shirt on. You know what I really like, though? I really like I really like the the, the code on the side. Yeah, the code is cold. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that, that's that's smooth. Bro, who, who designed this shirt for you? Did you do this? I, I designed that. For real? I swear. So I, uh, like what I was doing was like I go in some of the designer stores, checking out some of the clothing. Um, you know, some of the homies is in the league, just let them like looking at different clothes and checking out how like the different designer where people wear, and then what I wear myself. And then yeah. now it's okay, put my own touch on it. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. And um, in a three D print, I seen uh, just a couple of designs when I'm like, man, that be like the future. I know not too many people that's really just starting up a clothing brand is popping out with just three D prints. So I was like, let me just 
separate myself from the rest. And so that's kind of what I did came from. Yeah, no, that's cool. I yeah, like that's what good. Yeah, it looks I, good. Definitely. I will I will say Chance Braden Chance is a creative mind. Not only can he uh design a nice shirt, this boy can cook, bro. Oh, I know. I remember. Me and me, we used to have conversations about that because I'd be cooking too. I Bro. remember. Yeah, I used to see it. Hey, you remember? Nah. The, uh, I knew the cooking was too good when uh Big Frank came came to the crib to get a turkey leg. I was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't know about that. They didn't know about the silver plates. They don't know about the turkey <laughs> legs, man. Bro, we used to throw. We would throw parties, bro. And uh, we charge at the door, but then Chance would make plates, bro. Bro, mm. we, hey, got to think innovative. People hungry. People hungry while they moving people, around. They be hungry, man. Everybody going to be hungry at the end of the night. Come on. The night, somebody's starving. Somebody's starving at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> man. Chance, bro, tell us, man, you, you graduated in, what, 2020 or officially 2021? Graduated in 2018 uh, with the bachelor's. Then I was in my master's program. And then from there, I was I was in college at that point, 2021. Uh, sat down. I had the conversation with Coach Grinch, Coach Riley at the point. Um, it was asking, were you coming back to play football? Um, this is after we played Florida. Um, I had told him straight up, I was like, this is after we did the George Floyd, uh, things we had with the football team, the jerseys that we just saw, a lot of stuff we was doing as a team. Um, and at that time I was doing, at that time I was a post reform, which I transferred over to my foundation to a community reform. Um, and I was telling coach like, man, I feel like I have a passion with this, uh, with just creating change in my foundation. Um, I feel like it's bigger than football. And I feel like I have something down the road that can uh, make a bigger impact. And I was, and I told him at the time that I wanted to uh, do my internship, internship at the state capitol, uh, and just see where it takes me. And if, if that's not it, I'll come back and play football. If it is, um, I see where it takes me. Um, and so two years later, uh, I'm doing the foundation and that's where it took me. Um, and so that's kind of how the story went. So I just, I had really just picked up and left really. Uh, and I just was like, man, I'm just going all in. I just started dream chasing all over again. Uh, so that's pretty much how the story went from, uh, around from that 2020, 21 frame to right now. Can you talk more about your foundation one and your involvement with the jerseys with what all was going on with George Floyd, the reform, because a lot of people don't know Caleb and Patrick Fields had majority of the conversation with the AD, but you were also involved with everything, you know, not only with the school, but outside the school, you know, you was boots on the ground before everything kicked off. So, Talk more about how that got started and your involvement with everything that's going on over the past few years. Man, okay, so man, just started. I just start off with um, during COVID, and at the time I was in Houston, Texas. Uh, I was training here um, at the All In facility, uh, getting ready for the season. Um, and then the George Floyd incident happened, and I remember it was just you know as a team we was all talking about it. I was texting Justin Bros and stuff, and he was like. You know how Justin is. You know, he, he yeah. amped up. So he amped me up. You know, you can't – me and Justin together, that's not a good combo. So he amped me up, and I'm just – and I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, baby, let's do something. And so in my mind, I was like, man, I feel like incidents like that always happen in, in the community. Um, we always put our hashtags or we'll tweet some, post a – put an Instagram caption. And I was like, man, I feel like we need to do something bigger uh, just for – just for – 
the, for the next time in life. And so that's when I had, I just wrote out the police reform. I created that op-ed because I, I wanted to just make an impact that can be just bigger um, than just a tweet on um, a hashtag. And then from there, that's where it just, I, I made the op-ed, uh, put out like the six steps for like a post form. Um, I had posted on Twitter and that's when it just started. It just took off on its own, created its own life. Um, and that's when Coach Simmons um, and Coach Riley, we created that, uh, the, 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 the action team that we had um, on OU. Um, from there, we had the OU, um, Caleb and Patrick, they had the jerseys, but Miles was more of just a post form. We had different sections and you also had a part in it too. Everybody had their own different layers to it, uh, but it was really just a cohesive team. Um, just really just trying to create change and leave a standard. So for the next guys coming in, it was beautiful to see the jerseys. Um, then also see the boys get the dub. I called it. I told I told my mom was like they finna blow them out. Watch, I said they finna blow them out. <laughs> uh, and so it was good to see uh, just like what we did two years later, just um, coming to fruition, um, and just to see dreams trying to turn to reality. Uh, so that's really kind of just like some of the small stuff that was on the ground, just meeting with. Uh, some of the governors, uh, state representatives, mayors, uh, just talking about things we can do different um, in the community for the police reform. But uh, from there, I, I didn't want to just to be about police reform, just to be about police. Um, I felt like the more I was digging deep into it, the more I was talking to people, um, the impact needed to be made in the community um, and not with police. Um, so that's kind of where the foundation uh, came arise and um, and started breathing life. Um, I had talked to back to a news reporter back home. Uh, his name is Rashad, and uh, we just talking. He was talking about this is the first time I spoke on a foundation, and I said I just want to create a foundation that um people back home can put time, money, and energy into to see change in the community. Because uh, yeah. there are a lot of people from Streetport that uh they made it out. Um, and, and different factions like TikTok stars, NFL yeah. players, uh, movie stars, rappers. We got everything you think of, but the city just still horrible. And so I was like, maybe if somebody just had an entity where people can know where if you put your time or money or just energy into, it'll be directly affected into the community. Because um, at the time we had the Black Lives Matter, but I felt like that was just a hashtag and a tweet. Um, I just wanted to see something that's actually impacting you know, kids and families' lives and making change. So that's where that foundation came from. Man. So proud, bro. Honestly, I'm, I'm proud for, for multiple reasons. One, you're an inspiration to not only the people around you, but guys that are still there. Like you've created a mold, a, a model, because granted, we tried our best while we were there to let our voices be heard, talk amongst the team and do what we could do. But like I said before, you were actually boots on the ground, bro. Like I don't know anybody else pitching reform to our governors and getting a response. Yeah. No doubt. From that point of view, you're right. Uh, you know, when you say it from that point of view, just from outside looking in, all that's real. Yeah, and you know, be, you know, being a guy that you know still on the team, but was there, you know, when you were doing that, you know, like I said, like Jay Hall said, man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you as well because to there's one thing to just you know be a listener on the pod and be hearing about it and be like, oh yeah, that's cool, you know what I'm saying? But it's another thing for me to be here seeing what you have, what has become and seeing like all the work that you put into it while you were still on the team, while you're doing that. And like, people don't realize how hard the football stuff is and to be doing multiple stuff at the same time as doing football, man, that, you know, it's, it's really impressive. So you got all my respect, you know, I, like I said, like Jayhawk said, I'm proud of you as well, man. You know, keep it, keep it up, man. 
Man, appreciate that for real. So we'll plug in your foundation towards the end before we wrap things up. Yeah. But let's transition into OU football, my boy. So I, I know you've been keeping up with what all has been going on in Norman. What are your thoughts on the season so far? We've had some struggles. And well, I talked to Rodney earlier about the struggles that he's faced off the field through injuries, um, getting to the league, being uh, or having surgery twice, rather. And you've also had some struggles yourself, yeah. bro. Man, so, look, yeah, some real struggles, for real. Yeah, bro, like ex- explain your journey in football and then – Let's talk about the team, all right? So I, I need people to understand your story off the field is, or man, yeah, yeah, off, so away from the foundation. From yeah, no, I'm talking about, like, while you were on the squad at OU because then you had some to surgeries too. Yeah, that's all I was trying to say. Bet. So I said from, like, when I um when I go speak, um I really break the story down because, I you know, I speak on adversity and I tell them, like, adversity is real. Um, I definitely had it myself. Uh, I remember my freshman year coming, at, coming on to OU, uh, I was a hard-hitting safety to come out of high school, but I came to the Big 12. I was like, oh, you got to cover for real. So I had to change the whole game up and learn how to cover. Um, and then finally doing that, working with Will J, uh, finally getting the game down to where I can start really becoming a cover DB. Um, and I seen, seen myself transition. Then sophomore year, I had to, uh, was competing for the, the starting spot at safety. Um, mm-hmm. And at that same time, that's when I ruptured my Achilles and broke my ankle. Um, and that was kind of like a, just a big bummer to me. Just knowing like all the hard work I put in just to be in that position. Um and just to see myself just just lose it all right there. It was it was backfiring. But at the same time I was like, okay, that's adversity. How can I respond? And so that I found myself just in, in the training room like six times a day, in there every mm-hmm. day. Um, but the crazy thing from that was like no matter how long I was in there, nothing was getting better. Uh, I was I was still in the same state. Uh I couldn't run really. Uh at, y'all would know y'all was there. Uh, I was at spring practice. Still hobbling, still I was hobbling every day at practice. I was still there though, just trying to just trying to get through it. Um, but from there, man, just thinking back on it, just from that journey, it, it made me the person I am today and, and what I do now. Uh and I'll tell I tell the people all the time, like my first time really running full speed was uh October like eighteenth, twenty twenty one, last year. That was my first time really just running full speed. Um and so just I know I my people always ask me like, you don't wanna Try the football thing, you know, you back running. I was like, if it was meant to be, it would have happened. But I know, like, that story and that journey of just losing my ankle, uh, losing losing my uh, Achilles, and just the ability just to be that athlete that allowed for the opportunity um, to tap into the other side uh, and just know I was more than an athlete. And so I say yeah. it was a blessing and a curse um, from that injury. Um, but I'm thankful for it because uh, I got to meet y'all, meet the guys, I'm going to be around some um, amazing people. Um, I still had an impact on the team in, in a lot of different ways. If it wasn't just starting, I was still able just to just, you know, put my all in on the special teams. As y'all know, I was I was there every day. Uh, didn't miss a beat. Right. Uh, I knew um, the standard that was at OU and the standard that we had as just a team. Um, and so just through that journey, man, I can say it, it made me a man for real. Uh, really made me a real, like a man for real, just to, just to get through yeah. that. Uh, yeah, for real. So, the journey was tough, but it's worth it when you're going through adversity. Right. Man, just to take you back to uh, the OU football team. The journey's tough, but it's, it's, it's going to make you the person you is today. Uh, so I remember my freshman year, we was – man, they was calling us poo-poo. We was uh, – <laughs> we, we lost to Houston the first game. Then we lost to uh, – I forgot now. It kind of – I think it was Iowa State. 
we like we had lost two games. Um, and so going to the Big Twelve was like, all right, we gotta we gotta lock in because it was like zero and two. Uh, I think the year before, uh, twenty fifteen, that's when OU kind of finally picked it back up because in twenty fourteen, that's when OU had like that real bad season. And so twenty fifteen, they started had they won the Big Twelve, and then that twenty sixteen season. It was like, can they hold it? Can they be OU again? And so we came out the gates oh, like 0 and 2. So it was like everybody was just writing off like they go OU again. But you know, from that we just we locked in again. Like, okay, let's let's just lock in. Let's hold Big 12. Let's get it. Um, and just to see Baker, the scenes at that time really just lead us. And, and I seen him. He had because that was my locker mate. I seen him write the goals, the goals on his board every day. I'm reading them. I'm like, oh, yeah. this, this is what the standard is at OU. Like he, mm-hmm. like he was different. Like Baker was different. Really leading us. Um, he really had that sooner magic. Uh, but to piggyback though, it's, it's football, the game of life. Like you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Everybody at this level got a scholarship for a reason. Um, and I know, I know the guys at OU, I know they put in their work, um, each and every day. So it's going to pay off. Uh, so the records really don't matter. It matter what you're doing, what you're doing as a man and what you're doing on that team. Like, you know, you put in their work each and every day. It's going to eventually show up and it did versus Kansas. And so. This guy ain't gonna finish strong. He's OU, and we done been through worse, and we always gonna prevail. The work is going to show. It's gonna show. Yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, half the things that you just said, and you know, we didn't have too much of a previous conversation before we got on the pod, but half the things you just said has been stuff that Jay Hall and I have said, you know, the last couple of weeks, and so. You know, just to piggyback off of what you said, you know, you're going to go through a little adversity, you know, but at the end of the day, like we have a saying on the pie, you can't unscramble, scramble days. It's over with. Now all we can do is just finish strong and be the best team that we can be every week. Get 1% better every day, get better every week and just improve. And that's what we did. That's what we've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Block out the noise, stay together, just and just get better. So I appreciate that. I love hearing your perspective on life, bro, because every time I talk to you, I feel inspired in some way. You just mentioned it. Football is a reflection of the game of life, bro. We were just talking about it before we just started the pod. You were talking about waking up early and, transitioning the formula the winning formula from football to life you know what i'm saying like tell the people what you just said before you got on right like if you can do all this and play football you can beat life man definitely to like all student athletes out there like to all student athletes like man after like when you leave that game of football and whenever the game ends because it's a game so it has to end eventually I promise you it's not the end because, like, man, whatever – if you can play football at the highest level and still be a student athlete and still listen – block out the noise and still be your best per- person, man, when you get to the real world, it's going to be a 100 times easier because people not people not thinking like us. They don't have the athletic mindset, especially if you're playing defensive back because the defensive back, man, you, you already talked to, like, man, next play, next play. And so in life, a lot of, a lot of times people, they tend to hang on to – I don't call them L's, but like those life lessons, they trying to hang on to them. Like, oh, no, nah, man, let's focus on the next play. Let's focus on the next thing. Um, and just having order in your life too. Like in football, you already know. Like as soon as we wake up, you already know from 8 a.m., really from 4 a.m. to about 7 p.m., your whole day lined out. From you are, It's already lined out. 
So, man, take that same that same impact you put into your life, your business, career, family, whatever it is, it's going to grow. Because all it is is consistency at the end of the day. Like, what are you doing each and every day? And then, oh, you, you know, each and every day what we about to do. You about to wake up. You about to get this work. You about to go to sleep. And you about to repeat it until you hate OU. And so that's, what you, that's how it is in real life. Like, people that's consistent at it, those are the ones that's winning. People that's complaining, not doing nothing, those are the ones that's losing. So yes, that's sir. really the formula. Chance, you would have been proud of the gang today. They took, or not today. What's today? Yesterday. Wednesday. Not yesterday, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, they did some. Bro, they took a day off to go do community service. I thought that was fire. Man, it's Caleb going crazy. We got to talk about Caleb, bro. With his soul mission, that's hard for Yeah, real. man. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Chance. Like, man, this new coaching staff, man, a lot of y'all would have loved them, man. You know, just like, you know, just pouring into the – to the heart, man, to the mind, you know, to the soul, and to just building men, you know. And it, we got guys like Caleb and Josh and everybody that just do a good job of doing that, you know. So I, I got to say this too, um, since you just brought up Josh and Caleb, and them, uh, I have did the college tour. I brought them to um, OU, and like before, I, before I did the college tour, I told uh, the principal, I was like, man, I don't know if they're gonna let us in the stadium, but I'm gonna see. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna work some magic. And I just wanted to shout out like Josh and, and Caleb Nim, um, especially Jeremiah Cadell, because I had walked up to him like, man, you think you can get uh, let the kids come in the stadium just and just to see it, just experience it? And man, without a doubt, they did it. So I just wanted to shout them out and the soul mission because they didn't have to do that for the kids back home in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, but they did it. They showed love and man, them kids, man, they don't understand the impact they made on their lives. And I wanted to shout out, shout out the soul mission, OU football team, and and Josh and Caleb because that was impactful for what they did. No Mr. Sylvie, where can our listeners go and find more information on your podcast and possibly contribute? Man, so you can find more information on we have a website, so mindsetfoundation.org. The Instagram is the Mindset Foundation. Um we also have a clothing page, it's the One Mindset Brand. Um and that's on Instagram, Facebook, and also our website. Um if you want to find all that, you can just go on the website. And um, all the social medias and all our links will be listed on the website. So it's uh, mindsetfoundation.org. Um, and if you wanted to just donate, buy clothes, um, it will go back to worthy cause. Um, so right now we're doing uh, our proceeds are going back to the BT Dub cheerleaders as um, we're raising funds for uh, for their programs cause. And then also for uh, back home for school at um, Huntington High School, trying to renovate uh, some of their uh, football facilities and weight room. And so that's another way where funds will go and where they'll be placed to. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one mindset, <laughs> one word, the word one mind, M I N D set foundation. <laughs> hey bro. Got to make sure that people get it right. You know what I'm saying? You'd be surprised at the DMS we get. <laughs> now, y'all be... Hey, nah, the podcast been booming for real. Like, Thank God, I will say. Shout out to Braden because he's killing it. He's making my job easy. <laughs> nah, he. We gotta shout out Braden too, though. He be cutting up on that field, bro. He cutting up out there, boy. Hey, you got to chill out, bro. You out there? I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Too much. Hey, nah, Sylvie, what it is, bro? He's like, Jay Hall was a captain. He did good last year, and he got cut. So I got to go 10 times harder. That's that's probably what it is. <laughs> Always got to go harder, man. 
crack on this. Trying to make y'all boys proud. <laughs> nah, we going hard though. I be seeing you, bro. I was like, man, like I know you personally. So when I see you on the screen, I be like, yo, he put that work in for sure. So I'll be appreciate seeing, that. Uh, I know. I already know what you out there doing, boo. I know the work you be putting in. No doubt. I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Before I let you go, there's always one thing we ask our guests. Is there anything you want to tell Sooner Nation, anything you want to shout out, any last mentions before we let you go? Uh, man, I want to say, man, shout out to Sooner Nation uh, for my time at OU. I appreciate always the love and support um, for just always being there. Um, so my last words, man, uh, the same way y'all supported me, on the field, man, show the same love off the field towards the One Mindset Foundation, but not for me, but for the kids and the community back home. So that would be the last thing I had to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Chan Sylvie, thank you, sir. We appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you, for real. All right, Sooner Nation, thank you for listening to our interviews. That is all we have for this week. Enjoy the bye week. Get away. If you're like me and you get stressed watching college football, don't watch any football this weekend. <laughs> okay, Braden, apparently you disagree. Okay. Uh, Nobody should be stressed this weekend. We're not playing. Bro, one thing I'm noticing is that my schedule still revolves around school in some way or form. School and football in the fall. I don't know. Anyways, you got anything left for the people? No. Nah, this is. All right, y'all.